Somebody says, let's say this together. Our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ alone. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. Amen! Yeah, good. I don't know what to tie to this, actually. I don't know. I, I think what we're going to do is, you will figure out the title for me by the time I'm done. Does that make sense? All right, 2 Timothy 3. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3. I don't know what to tie. I've, I've tried to think of a title since. Interestingly, I, 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 these things, I'm, what I'm teaching you today, I believe is something that it is for you, but it's also for everybody generally. And you are going to understand what I'm teaching you as the years goes by. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, it's a slant of what I started last week's Saturday um, on friendships. It's a slant on that, but this is a different thorn. I want to explain certain things. So I still don't know what to tie to this. So maybe it's going to be an untitled message. <laughs> but I figure, I know that you are smart, right? You'll you, be able to provide a title for me. All right, look at 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad that mercy won this match. I'm so glad. We are on to semifinals. So that shows, even if anything happens, we can still take third. That's more better than, it's more better than zero. Are you getting, ah, it's more better than going home like that. We can still take third. Uh -huh. So, but God will not let it happen. Because the next person we are meeting is Croatia by the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The way Croatia beats Brazil today, may, they not, may, they, may, us, may we not see our downfall. Nobody is saying amen. God punish you, you this Abraham. God <laughs> punish you, Abraham. Amen, Joe. I know that we are in the same team. To me, shall we in the same team? God, I love you so much. I love you. All right, Second Timothy, my, I'm, I'm tossing mercy. My Bible has raptured. Second Timothy has raptured for my Bible. God help you. Hey, God, I beg. Hey, all right. I am doing backslide. Come back. All right, Second Timothy 3, verse 16. It says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Correction means epanothesis. Epanothesis means restoring things. Ah, you should write, brother. Right. Restoring things to their original place of use. So, the scriptures come to teach us and to correct us. That is, if we are going astray before, one thing the scripture does is to reset our head. And as a Christian, we must be open to corrections. Corrections are not always interesting. Corrections are not always sweet. Like I said, I still don't have the title. We're going to figure out the title later. But you will understand it by the time I'm done. Are you getting me? So, and because of Messi's match, I'm going to lay hands on everybody. Because Messi won this match, but minus Abraham. Because he is, the, he is my Satan. Satan means opponent, diabolos. But I will not lay hands on Abraham. But every one of you, I'm going to lay hands and speak words over your life by the power of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it's going to happen. 
Ha! Minus Abraham. Alright. <laughs> ah, alright. So you should pray for me that they win final. Imagine they win final. See, it is one hour prophecy. I'll just come pick you, spend time on you. You know, this is what God will do. Ah. One light allows to be light. I'll show you. I'll show you this, Abraham. <laughs> Say you want to oppose me in this church. <laughs> you will see. Don't worry. Back to what we are studying. I don't want to backslide. This guy, this guy, this. I found Abraham, leave my service. You are making me backslide. <laughs> All right. Now, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, it says, The scripture is given for correction. Correction means epanotosis. And as in the Greek, epanotosis in the Greek, it simply means to restore. To correct, to reset your brain. You know when they say something is restoring back to factory setting. So that, that is what epanotosis do, does. And it is only the word of God that can do it. So the scriptures are given. So now let me tell you something. If you were going astray before, if you were moving in an opposite direction before, when you see and you are taught God's word, and you see that, ah, this is a wrong direction I'm thinking. What you do is you take a U-turn. Are you getting what I'm saying? You take a U-turn because you have seen the light of the scripture and the scripture made us to understand that we are born of the word. Say I'm born of the word. You not sound like you mean it. Say I'm born of the word. You are born of the word. So that means a born again believer can naturally act on God's word. A man who is born again, a man who is who is who is born of the Spirit, can naturally act on God's word. Say, I can naturally act on God's word. You don't sound like you mean it. Say, I, I can naturally act on God's word. So, when we see God's word come to us, it corrects us. It resets our paths. It makes us go in the right direction. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we don't stray away. So, now, we want to share, we want to see something in the word of God as touching the relationships we keep, touching the, 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 uh, uh, our life generally. I, I believe as, 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 as we pray further into the, the coming year and as we are praying and having more light into what God is doing into the coming year, I remember as I started our series on Friday, let me tell you guys, Actually, I, that series that I started on Friday on friendships, it wasn't, in my, it wasn't in my heart. It was something that came as an average. I wanted to share something else because, I mean, I said it, something about the local church that I wanted to continue in that same slant. But I just, as I kept praying, as I kept praying, the Spirit of God kept laying it on my heart. You have to share this. Interestingly, I prepared that note that morning before the service. So immediately after the service, you know, there was actually a messy match and all of those things. As I came on Facebook, I saw my pastor's post immediately saying he was teaching the same thing the next morning in church. I was like, oh, wow. So that shows there's something the Spirit of God is trying to emphasize as touching the relationship and the friendships and the associations we belong to. And as we press more into 2023, you, you guys should listen to fasting, fasting track four. You should listen to it, it's out. 
as we, as we progress into th this coming year, it's a very, very, very sensitive year. It started for us by the Spirit. It's a wild harvest by the Spirit of God. And it's a very sensitive year. I, I, if you've listened to um, the exhortation I did on prayer and discipleship, I'm not sure if you've listened to that. It's, 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 it's a very sensitive year. And it's a year where we have to weed out certain things we do all cross-check what we are doing. So I believe all of you that are in this service today, you are blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's dive into this. Look at 2 Corinthians 4. Let's look at, like I said, I, I, we'll figure out the title. How is the, this, it's a way the Bible described the believer. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 to 16. Second Corinthians 6, verse 14 to 16. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14 to 16. So, it says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship at righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion at light with darkness? Now, if you read on in verse 15, it says, And what concord at Christ's rebellion? And what part at he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement at he at the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Now, in this text, it is important for us to note that Paul described the believer and the unbeliever with distinct and absolute words. Paul described the believer. We're looking at something on how is the believer described. Paul described the believer with a very distinct and absolute words. He didn't mince words. He didn't approximately, you know, as I just said, approximately, you know. Hey, bro, let me tell you what Chiawaka used to do. I'm saying, ah, I'm, this is even recorded. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right, so, is this, so, is this, so, Paul described the believer and unbeliever with distinct and absolute words. So now, he used the word, let's start from, in verse 14, be not unequally yoked. Now, let's see that word unequal, unequal yoke. Let's see that word unequal yoke. It is very descriptive of any seemingly union between a believer and unbeliever. It's translated from the Greek word. Ah, I, don't, I think there's a marker here. Let's, let's, let's write it. It's translated from the Greek word, ekterozugos. Ekterozugos. I'll spell it H E. T E R O Z U G O U S Ekterozugos, and uh, it's where ekteros ekteros. So it's it's taken from the word ekteros ekteros, which means different. This one means different, different, and um, zugos. So it's like two words joined together. Zugos, and it means to tie things together. 
I don't have the best of writing, but I think you can manage what I wrote. So it says to tie things together. So ekteros zugos. So ekteros means different, and zugos means to tie things together. So now, an unequal yoke will mean to tie two things that are not of the same sort together. It's like saying you are tying two different things that are not of the same rank. What example can I give you now? It's like saying you are tying, uh, maybe like, uh, uh, what was, eh? oil and water. You're trying to separate or put oil and water together. So it's like, it's like trying to tie two things that are not of the same sort together. Let me tell you how it was historically used. Now, why are we using, checking why it was historically used? Now, this word is not an English word. Are you seeing it? Zugos is not an English word. It means it's a Greek word. It shows that those that know the language have an application in how they use it. Just like I'm a native of Nigeria and one of our native languages is Yoruba. Now, I wrote something on my status now this afternoon. I said, Oluwashio. Many people will not understand. It simply means, Father, I thank you. You did not allow me to be put to shame. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that word is applicable to Yoruba indigenous. And we understand what that means in its depth. Does that make sense? Now, Ekterozugus, and I, this is how to study English um, language also. How was it used in their day? Does it make sense? So now we are going back to the Greek way. So we are going back to how it was used in the OD days. I say, so when somebody says, you know, the heterozugos, they have an application of how it was used. Are you seeing it? So now when we say the historical meaning, it simply means that in the Jewish times, it was used to describe binding two different animals of different sizes together in a yoke. Or forcing them to work together. It's just like saying you are binding a goat and a dog to work together. Or cut a rat. Are you seeing it? Or snake and hen. I think snake doesn't like hen. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like binding those two animals together so that they can work together. So this is what it is when a believer has an unbeliever as a friend. Are you seeing it? So when he says, so when Paul was telling them, don't be unequally yoked. You know, he will use the word ekterozugus, right? Now, that word, I told you that in the New Testament, the New Testament is translated from the Greek, is translated from, from the Greek to the English, right? So now, that shows that his major audience. Now, how do you study the scriptures? You will sit down like you are in the Corinthian church to read it. You will read the Bible like you are in a 2022 supernatural church. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will go back to the first century and see how they read it. So now, that will mean that when Paul was telling them, Ekterozugos, don't be unequally yoked. In their mind, what would be in their mind? Uh-uh. Now, tell me, what would be in their mind? Binding two different animals, right? Right? That would be what... So when they read the letter and say... Don't be ekterozugos. Don't be unequally yoked. They'll be like, ah, that means 
we should not behave like how a cat and rat will behave. Are you seeing it? That is it. So, it simply means that when a believer, as an unbeliever, as a friend, is getting unequally yoked. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Now, let's look at the second, we are still in that second Corinthians 6, verse 14. It says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. No, so that would mean, don't be etherosugos. Don't bind. That means both of you can't stay. Are you seeing it? Just like cat and rat cannot stay, right? Dog and uh, goat cannot stay together. Are you seeing it? <laughs> so, it's now saying they can't walk. Now, let's see. It now says, for what fellowship? At righteousness with unrighteousness. He used the word fellowship. And fellowship is translated from the Greek word methoshe. Let me spell it for you guys. M E T O C H E. Methoshe. In the Greek, it means participation. Participation. So when it says what fellowship, so it will mean what participation, right? Alright, why the word communion? Because it says, at what fellowship at righteousness, at what communion at light. Communion is translated from the Greek word koinonia. Koinonia. Let me spell it for you. K-A, K A K no not K A U. K O I N O N I A. Koinonia. And it's referring to what is common. What is common? So, therefore, so now, we can say koinonia means what is common. Methoshe means participation. Are you seeing it? So, now, let's read it in that understanding. So, it now says, be ye not unequally yoked, right? That is, two things that they bind together cannot work. Are you seeing Two different things can't work together. With, so, it now says, what fellowship? That is, what participation? At righteousness with unrighteousness. And what, we can safely say what participation, what conversation. Are you seeing it? In our sense, and what communion? What communion will mean? What fellowship? Or what, what is in common? Are you seeing it? So therefore now, the believer and the unbeliever has nothing in common. How many of you agree? The believer and the unbeliever has nothing in common. You are being born again. They are not born again. You have the Spirit of God. They don't have it. And we're going to see it. Now, let's look at it. Let's read on. In our says in verse 15, And what concord at Christ with Belia? The word concord there is translated from the Greek word sumphonesis. Let me spell it for you so that you get the hang of this. Sumphonesis. S U M S U M P H O N E S I S Sophonesis, which means harmony. It implies harmony. The opposite of which will be a discord. The opposite of which will be a discordant tune. As concord means something that agrees or flow together. When it says something is in concord, it simply means these things agree together, they flow together. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
Now, let's see how it was used. Let's see how Concord was used because the scriptures, we explain scripture. Are you ready for a Bible quick opening? Are you, you, have to, you have to learn how to open the scriptures now. Let's look at Matthew 18 verse 7. Let's look at how Concord was used. Matthew 18 verse 7. Who is there? You're there? All right, cool. Matthew 18 verse 7. Who is there? Is everybody there? All right, it says, Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that when offenses come, but woe to that man, but woe to that man whom the offenses commit. Hmm. Is this what I'm looking for? Uh, let's go to Matthew 20 verse 2. I think I'll figure it out. Let's go to Matthew 20 verse 2. I don't know that's what I'm looking for. Let's look at Matthew 20 verse 2. It says, And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. I mean, where, where can we find Concord there? Agreed. It flows together. Look at Matthew 20 verse 13. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Are we seeing it? Concord again? Alright, look at Luke 5 verse 36. Luke 5 verse 36. We are trying to see where the word concord was used. Luke 5 verse 36. Luke 5 verse 36. He says, and he spake also a parable unto them. No man put a piece of white garment, of new garment, into an old, if otherwise, then both the new make it rent. And the piece was taken out of the new, agreed not with the old. Where's the, where's the concord? Agreed not with the old. All right, cool. Look at Acts 5, verse 9. So it has to flow together, right? It has to agree. So we can simply say, Concord is agree, Abby. All right. Look at, look at Acts 5, verse 9. It says, Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Are you seeing it again? Agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord. Now look at Acts 15, verse 5. Acts 15, verse 5. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Where's the? Where's it? Where's it? Where's the concord? Where's the concord? Be free, be free, be free. Is a word, certain of the sect which believe a group of people. Are you saying it? Are you saying it? Good. All right, so, symphonesis implies to consent. That is, you are in agreement. To consent. So that is to say, how can a believer have consent with an unbeliever? <laughs> 
Let's go back to our Second Corinthians six. Let's read it now. It's going to flow. He says, Second Corinthians six verse fifteen, and what conquered at Christ. We are this all being not unequally yoked together, right? For what fellowship? We've seen fellowship, right? We've seen communion, right? We say communion is what? Koinonia, and it means common, right? That is, the believer and your believer has nothing in common. Then when I say, and what concord? We are in the concord now. So can we say concord means consent, agreement, right? They're in one accord. Okay, good. So that is to say, how can a believer have consent with an unbeliever? They both have no point of agreement. They both have no point of agreement. Now, let's see. He says, and what concord at Christ's rebellion? So, can we say, there is nothing, there is no agreement between Christ and Belia. Can we say that? He now says, or what part at he that believeth with an infidel? Now, the word part is from the Greek word meris, M-E-R-I-S, M-E-R-I-S, meris. It means a portion or an inheritance. A portion or an inheritance. A portion or an inheritance. Reference of that word, part. Now, let's see some references. Look at, let's see where it was used. It means a portion or inheritance. Look at Luke 10, verse 42. Luke 10, verse 42. It says that, but one thing is needful. Hallelujah. And Mary has chosen the good part. We shall not be taken away. So can we say Mary has take, chosen the good portion? The good inheritance? They're taken away from her. All right, look at, uh, look at Acts 8, verse 21. We are looking at how it was used. Now, why do we do this? It is Bible study. Because the scriptures must explain scriptures. Are you seeing it? So you, you, you're not carried away. Look at Acts 8 verse 21. It says, Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. Are you seeing it again? Look at it in Acts 16 verse 12. Acts 16 verse 12. And from thanks to Philippi, which is the city, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia. It says that part. Look at Colossians 1 verse 12. Colossians. Thank you, Lord. It says, give, give thanks to the Father, which has made us partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Who can tell me what, where, where, where this is? No. You missed it. Inheritance. <laughs> because it's all part there. Inheritance. <laughs> Alright. So, the believer. So, that shows now that we can safely say that the believer and the unbeliever do not share a common heritage. Can we say that? 
Can we say that? A believer and the unbeliever do not share a common identity. Let's go back to Second Corinthians 6 so that we can fully understand my progression this afternoon or this evening. Now it gets so dark early and you've been wondering, is this night or afternoon? He says, And what concord at Christ with Belial? Or what part at he that believeth with an infidel? So we had this settled part, right? We said the believer and the unbeliever do not share a common heritage. Now let's see verse 16. And what agreement at the temple of God with idols? The word agreement is from the Greek word sukathasis. I'll spell it for you. Let me try this second marker. Sukathasis. Hope it's not a permanent one. Okay, cool. It's not permanent. Okay. Suka. S U. It's not Sakao. S U K A T H A S I S. Sukathasis. And it refers to an alliance. An alliance where you are sent to do something. An alliance where you are sent to do something and are giving the go ahead. An alliance where you are sent to do something and you are giving the go ahead. So, and it was derived from the word that means consent. That is to say, there is no way there will be consent or assent between the believer and the unbeliever. You know those things of agreement? Where you say you sign something and you people agree or you sign a contract, right? You know those contract things. Now, the scripture is making us to see that there is no way there will be an agreement or a consent between the believer and the unbeliever. Now, let's see in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17 and 18. Don't forget, you're still one going to give me the title. So, start thinking. I want you here to be thinking with me. So now, it says in verse 16, And what agreement at the temple of God with idols? He now says, For ye are the temple of the living God. Say, I am the temple of the living God. The now, the temple of the living God simply means, let me explain what it means. As you are seated right now, God dwells in you. How many of you know that? That God dwells in you. So now, God has made you his habitation. He has made you his dwelling place. So you can safely say the believer is a carrier of God. And the believer is God's dwelling place. Say I am God's dwelling place. You're not sounding like him. I'm not, you're not sounding like him. You are God's dwelling place. Yes, you are. So now, God lives in you. God lives in the believer. So, 
he now says, what agreement at the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk with them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. He now says in verse 17, very key. He says, I want you to look at verse 17 very key. He says, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. Seeth the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. He says, come out. That word come out is translated from the Greek word, exurokomai. I've used this word before. E-X-E-R-C-H-O-M-A-I. Exurokomai. And it implies, or it means to depart, or to go away. Stop sleeping. Stand up. Tony Benson, I have to mention your name. Stand up. <laughs> All right. It means to depart, to go away. That is to comply with them, to depart from them. That is, do not company with them. So now, look at what the scripture is saying. It's saying, do not company with them, depart from them. That is, you should come out from among them. Now, let's see where that word come out is being used. Let's quickly do this range. Are you, are you, are you, are you ready? Matthew 8, verse 34. Who is there? I'm there. Matthew 8, verse 34. Who is there? You are still opening and you are shouting at there. Abraham won it. I don't know why you'll be allowing devils win things like this. All right, look at... in. in Matthew 8, verse 34, he says, And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And they saw him and besought him that he would depart out of their coast. Where is the Esherikoma here? Depart out of their coast. Look at Matthew 24, verse 1. Who is there? Matthew 24, verse 1. I'm there. Who is there? I think Lydia got it. Oh, you got it? Oh, good, good, good. Matthew 24, verse 1, it says, And Jesus went out and departed from their temple, and his disciples came to him and showed him the beauty of the temple. Where's the Yeshua Komai here now? Departed, right? Look at Acts 18, verse 23. Acts 18, verse 23. Who's there? Tumisha is not there. Our first winner is not there again. What's your name? Kingsley, good. At 18 verse 23. You, you are just getting there. <laughs> Alright. And he has sent some he has sent some time there. He has spent some time there. And he departed and went over to the country of Galatians and Pegia in order strengthening all the disciples. So I'm going to come back to this text as the year progresses. Strengthening all the disciples. Because that, that's the season we are in. Hallelujah. So he says he had spent some time and he departed. So that's the word depart. Look at Philippians 4 verse 15. Philippians 4 verse 15. Who is there? Somebody cross-check him, bro. Let me, let me cross-check him. I don't trust him. I don't trust Chelsea fans. 
Philippians 4 verse 15, who is there? All right, look at this. It says, now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed, he used the word departed from Macedonia. So now, let's go back to our Second Corinthians 6. Let's go back. So we've seen how depart. So we've seen that that word come out now, Shirekoma, means you depart out, you go, you leave the place. Are you seeing it? Guys, are you seeing it? That's the essence of why we go to the text. Why do we go to other texts? It simplifies how that text is used, the text we are using. Are you getting what I'm saying? It simplifies it better for us. So now, with the simplification, now we can apply it to that text and we can see that that word come out from among them simply means depart, go away. Because you see that Paul left the city. Jesus left the temple. Are you seeing it? So that's how the word was used. So the instruction from Paul was for no believer, was for the believer, was for Of Paul was that the believer to depart from the unbeliever, seeing that there is no alliance with them. There is no agreement. And he now says, come out from them, from among them, and be ye separate. The word separate in verse 17 is from the Greek word aphorizo, ap. I'm, I'm using a lot of Greek word here, but I, I think I need to explain. I'm trying to drive home a point, and it's going to make sense very soon. Aphorizo. A-P-H-O-R-I-Z-O. It means to be distinct, to be distinguished. That is, you are distinguished from them already. A believer is naturally distinguished from the unbeliever. So you, by virtue of you being born again, you have been distinguished. Say, I've been distinguished. You're not sounding like you, mean it? Everybody, I have been distinguished. I have been distinguished. That is, you have been distinguished from, already, from them already. So now, what Paul is saying is that let that distinction shows in how you relate with them. You have been distinguished. You have been separated from the world. So what Paul is saying, he says, come out from among them and be ye separate. He's making you understand that. Show your distinguishing. Show the fact that you have already been separated from them. Now let's look at another word separate. Let's look at that word separate very well. Let's look at how it was used. At 19 verse 9. Who's there? Everybody's there? At 19 verse 9. It says, But when divers were added, and believed not, but spake evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disputing daily in the school of one Theranos. It says, He separated them. Are you seeing the word again? Look at how Paul used it in Romans 1 verse 1. Romans 1 verse 1. Who is there? <laughs> Abraham is. Abraham says, Paul, a servant of God, called to be an apostle of God, separated unto the gospel. Are you seeing it? Galatians 1, verse 15. You guys have to beat that record. Galatians 1, who is there? 
Ah, so nobody's trying to step up. All of you in this place, nobody is trying to step up. Wow. That's that song. All right, look at it. It says, But it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by grace. Look at Galatians 2, verse 12. Why will you not be there? Is it not the, is it not the next speech? <laughs> Why would you be there? This is not the next speech. Look at it. It says, For before that Satan came from James. He did eat with the Gentiles, but when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing that they, fearing them which were of the circumcision. So, it is also applied to, you now, so that means Paul is making us to understand that the believer has been separated. You have naturally been separated by virtue of you being born again. So now, we are looking at how the believer is described. You, we said, let's go back to our Second Corinthians 6. Let's look at how, we, let's, let's read it again. And I'm sure it's going to make sense now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because we, 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 we live in a sensitive time where we need to we need to watch our influences. We need to watch our associations. We need to watch who, if, see, I said this and I say it again. Man is a product of influence. The clothes you are wearing today, you are influenced by it. The way you speak, you are influenced. Even your writing, you are influenced. The reason why you are in service today, you were influenced. And let me tell you, the reason why, God forbid, you will not be in service is because somebody will also influence you. You must be careful of your associations. You must be careful of those you call friends. You must be careful of those you relate with. You must learn to guard your associations. Paul said, we've been separated. Look at what he says in verse 14. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. It says, be not unequally yoked. We studied that. We, we understand that, right? That these two opposing things that can't stay together, that is, the unbeliever and the believer can stay together. It says, be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. It says, for what fellowship? At righteousness and unrighteousness. What did we say fellowship is? Participation, right? Is that what it says? Participation. That is what conversation, what involvement had righteousness and unrighteousness. What communion, koinonia, right? What communion at light with darkness. What concord at Christ with Belia. What part, that is what inheritance. What lot at he that believeth with an unfidel. In verse 16, it says, And what agreement? At the temple of God with Hydus, for ye are the temple of the living God. For as God has said, I will dwell in them. How many of you, God is dwelling in you today? All right, so you are, God is dwelling in you. He's walking in you. How many of you says, he walk, and walking? How many of you is walking in you? Good. It says, And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Look at what it says in verse 17. Come out from among them and be ye separate. So you have been separated. 
because we saw Paul. Paul said he had been separated from his motherhood. So that shows by virtue of you believing the gospel, you have been separated. Hallelujah. In as he said the Lord, touch not unclean thing and I will receive you. So now, also, Peter distinguished himself from the unbeliever and from the believer, both in words and deed. So we need to remember these distinctions in our sphere of life. I, I came here to just make you understand something, that as you move in your daily involvement, as you move in life, in your journey of life, in school, at work, in, oh, 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 different involvements, you must have a proper recognition of this fact that there is no, you can't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. So we would remember these distinctions in every sphere of our lives. Our relationships as believers. Now, when I say relationship, people in this 21st century think of romantic relationship. No, it doesn't necessarily mean romantic relationship. Relationship means your friend, your siblings, your co-workers, your classmates, your classmates. Relationship with your professor. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't mean... Uh, your church people, those are people, your supernatural relationship, those people that your brothers and sisters in Christ, are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't, when, because when people say relationship, people say start thinking romantic relationship. It doesn't always mean romantic relationship. Does that make sense? Mm. So our relationship matters. How you relate, how you relate matters. Who you relate with matters. And that's the question I, I want you to ask yourself this evening. Without your relationships, your contact leads, how do you relate with an unbeliever? You know this man has not believed the gospel. You know this one is not yet separated. This one is not saved. What is that the person you call your close confidant or your best friend? Go and listen to how to keep the devil fire away from you. It's going to make sense. How you relate, who you relate with. Who are you relating with? From Paul's instruction in the second Corinthians we just read, it follows up to tell us that our relationships are meant to be a common yoke. He told us that we should not be unequally yoked together. So that means we can be yoked together with believers, right? We can be yoked together with those who are born again, right? We can be yoked together with those who are in the same light with us, right? And there are men who will spoil us. There are men who will be dear for us. There are men who would stay with us. So, all our close alliances ought to promote our Christian experience. I probably will do a teaching, maybe next year, the Christian experience. I probably will. Our close alliances ought to promise or ought to promote our Christian experiences. So that shows, as a Christian, 
Those I keep with me matters because I just told you. Man is a product of influence. If those you have in your association are not prayerful people, you can't pray. You know, I used to teach you, I used to tell you what next after salvation, what does the believer need? He needs knowledge, right? He needs growth, he needs insight. But see, another major thing that the believer needs is the right association, supernatural relationships. The local church, the gathering of, the gathering of, of like-minded people. Just imagine, all of you in this church right now, you just pick a sermon, all of you are studying, you are critiquing, you are bringing questions, you're like, let's, let's, just, let's just sit down with this word. You know, I remember the, the times me and my friends, we just tell you, say, man of God, have you listened to this? Go and listen. This and that, that. And we postpone conversations to when we see. Then when we see, we start, we start dealing with ourselves on the word. You know, those are friends that keep you on the edge. Having friends that spoil you to pray. You know, like I said, in epinothosis when I started, Correction is not always sweet, right? But you know that, see, when this person is correcting me, he's correcting me for my good. That's a good friend. But a lot of us like lies. We like to be deceived. You want somebody to be telling you you look good when you don't look good. You are not praying, you say you look good. You don't fast, you say you look good. You don't study God's word, you say you look good. You don't go for outreaches, you say you look good. No, you look bad. Devilishly bad. <laughs> you are doing all the makeup, doing all the fine. No. Every time they always attack women. Let's also attack boys. You are babbing your ear. You are doing all the style, wearing all the sneakers, all the boots, and you cannot cast out a demon. You are not good. You are not fine. You are very ugly. Are you getting what I'm saying? As a woman, you do all the makeup, do all the flick on flick, all the nice ears, the lip gloss is glossy, your skin is skinny, you know? <laughs> and you can't pray in tongues one hour. My dear, you are not fine. You are ugly. You know, let me tell you something. I have a policy. Once I start engaging somebody in conversation, Let's say I see the person, the person is very fine, very beautiful, you know. And I just engage you in conversation, you sound intelligent, I will be like, wow. But the moment I notice that, ah, your spiritual life does not match up with your beauty, automatically you become ugly to me. The beauty I've seen before does, I'm, well, lie. this thing happens to me a lot. The beauty I've seen before, <laughs> I just start seeing the person, like, wow, the person is not even fine. I go and look at the person's picture again. I go and check the person's picture again. This happened to me more recently. Some days ago, I started chatting with someone, and I noticed that the person started telling me, ah, apostles to the marketplace, ah. He said, God sent this person to, I said, so you don't preach the gospel to sinners. You preach the gospel in this, this place. I don't want to mention details, so the person will not hear me tomorrow. <laughs> I said, ah. As the person was saying it, I went to check the person's picture again. Ah, I said, <laughs> this was just a couple of days ago. This is somebody that we were talking, I was even thinking this person has sense, you know. I was just saying, ah, 
I went back to the basic again. I checked the picture. The picture was not picturing again. <laughs> I, said, I just said, okay. When the person started giving me mysteries, I know when some people are ignorant, they will just be talking. They will not allow you to talk. I just said, okay, wow, awesome. Because <laughs> I just wonder, where do I want to start from? Is it second, is it second 350 or John 360? <laughs> and they will be just, the, the way they can argue, I said, so you mean you don't preach the gospel this and that? He said, no. I believe I have a special calling. This and that. Ah, ah. This guy started giving me messages. Ah. I look at the picture. Look at it again. Look at it again. Scroll down. Look. Ah. I said, <laughs> right now my face has been washed with water. <laughs> and that's the truth. It's spiritual maturity. You might not understand what I'm saying. But it took me a lot to get to where I am. <laughs> you get to what I'm saying. You don't believe the gospel. You don't understand it. If you, and you are not willing to be taught. You can't be fine. You are ugly to me. You must learn to... to, to un- you can't pray in tongues. Well as you pray in tongues. As you were going on the road, you just say, let me sprinkle. Or... What God cannot do does not exist. You just quickly tune into one live video and they say, pray, 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 pray. You just say, show, just say, hallelujah. The answer is done. You say, amen. And that was it. <laughs> ah, you are ugly, my dear. You are ugly. I'm sorry. You are ugly. As a guy, too. Sometimes, too, I, there's some guys I, I chat with. Maybe we are discussing politics. We are discussing ball. Maybe we are discussing it online. And let's, we now say, you know, me, I know how to stay in that conversation and leave it there. But so we would like to overdo. Just let's discuss the politics and argue and stay in that argument. And we'll continue to keep bantering ourselves. Or if it is politics, let's just stay there. But, okay, there's this one guy, he now wanted to step his boundary again and come closer. We now started discussing doctrine. I look at the guy. Upon what they find boy on Twitter. Ah. In my mind, I was like, this one is not even fine. All the politics and everything we're discussing, just, I just felt it not have sense again. <laughs> but we still banter. But in my head, I just like, you, we could have just stayed there than bringing it to doctrine. I think you get what I'm saying. Learn to weed your relationships properly. All your close alliances, those you open your heart. See, let me tell you, if you check your call log, and those you spend your phone, the, those you spend time with on phone, with. You know, there's a way, if you use iPhone, I believe you should, you, I believe a Christian should use iPhone. That's what I believe. Uh, I believe that an unbeliever uses Samsung. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, there's that beef between Samsung and iPhone. I prefer iPhone. I can never, I don't even know how to operate anything that is not Apple. It looks like tongues to me, mysteries. I can't, I just can't do it. So I just believe that they are of the other side. That's just like Chelsea fans. <laughs> because I don't know. Why would a Christian born again, born of God, God lives in him, decide to go and support Chelsea, Agbero Club? Agbirubis, Touts, Touts Club. How? Oh, you're a Chelsea fan too. 
<laughs> I don't, it's like in this, you put in this Indiana put it, it's like your, 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 your devilishness is increasing because I, I said, I noticed that most of you don't have the same club with me, but God, my God will judge in this place. I, that's why I love Broca Kuredi, I love Sister Tumishi. Lydia, who do you support? Yo, you don't even watch soccer. Who do you support? Church. <laughs> I'll punish you too. <laughs> you have joined them. I know, it's because Brokori, um, your, your brother Abraham, yeah, supports his church. All of you now, don't worry. To be sure, you hope you have not joined them. God, God bless you, Jerry. God bless you. Anyway, so I know who I will lay hands on now today. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just just like I do to be sure but you to who do you support? Let's be let's be sure. You, you say it with your mouth, don't say it <laughs> verbally say it with your mouth. So it's not pastor, it's you say mention the club. Manchester United. But is it Manchester City or Manchester United? Are you supporting him because of the ass being laid? Don't be sure. <laughs> okay. So I know what to do. So just two people that the Lord will minister to tonight and I'll go and I'll be carrying my bag and I'll be going. Glory to God. <laughs> Alright, so back to what I'm saying. If you check your phone log or your call and you see that those you spend more time with are those who are not of the same mind with you, brethren. You are setting yourself up for a trap. Man is a product of influence. You might think it is sublime, like, oh, nothing can happen. Oh, I'm still fervent. You, are, you know it. <laughs> Deep down, you know it. You know, this, this is the beauty about it. You will come, you will be acting like, you will be acting like you are fine. But deep down, you know you are missing something. Deep down, you will know that you are not talking to who you're supposed to be talking to. <laughs> Let me tell you. I remember when I had a problem with my friends. And for almost a year or two, we couldn't talk. I felt it. I felt it. There are times that if I don't talk to my friends for at least... I'm feeling like, what's going on? We chat randomly. There's nothing we don't talk. There's no doctrine. If I have a friend, he's embarking on a project, and the project is how he can successfully from the scriptures and teach from the scriptures, convert an Islam. You know that's a good friend. He's watching a lot of videos, doing research, and we are both, so the little I find, I will quickly send it to him so that he can gather it and come and teach me. I say, ah, man, I'll go, man, I'm, I'm too busy to follow that research, but do it. I will give you supporting evidence. Quickly use this word. But that is good company. Now, let me tell you. Good friend. I sent him the flyer. I sent one of my friends the flyer of a program I'll be preaching. He, asked, he had to reschedule his ticket because he knew he can't miss my program. And he's my friend. In fact, he even knows the word more than me. I said to you today, say, ah, I miss I can't leave here. That means I have to shift my, my date to, to the next day. I said, ah, you, you have no option. You have to follow me. We have to go together. Who will, who will follow me to go and preach? That's friends. 
Or you know, if say, ah, I've already made up my mind. Ah, there's nothing that can change it. <laughs> Those you spend your time with, you are always on the call. You are always texting, and you know <laughs> this person does not have the same spiritual growth, the same level of Christian experience with you. You are setting yourself up for a big trap. And why are we teaching this? We are in a strange season. By the Spirit of God, I'm telling you that we are in a strange season where the devil wants to weed out a lot of people from the local church. He doesn't want men to be established in the local church. So what is he doing? He's setting people, he's setting, planting men, strange influences around men's life. Take the believer out of God's plan for their life. And I pray that you are not going to fall prey in the name of Jesus. So that's why we are are studying this. We are studying this. So you have to be circumspect. You have to be wise. You have to weed your relationship. You know you and Brother Abraham, you spend time to study God's word. You spend time together. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just using that as an example. You know, you, you, are, you, you are always on the call. But the conversation has changed and diverted. You are now spending time to somebody you know is not walking in God's light for his life. Ah, it's a trap. Is a trap. A big one. So, as I begin to round up, it is evident that there cannot be any concord between the believer and the unbeliever. The distinctions are very clear. Righteousness and unrighteousness. Light and darkness. Christ and Belia, very, very clear. He that believeth and an infidel is the temple of God and idols. So this explains why you cannot, as a believer, have an unbeliever as a trusted confidant. You can't. Now, this does not preclude you from having an unbeliever as your boss. I said you don't want to go to work again. Because they are, because it's an unbeliever that, that is teaching this course. I'm not taking the class. I'm, I'm dropping it. Ah, no. Because they are, because it's an unbeliever that is the boss. As you just got to the work, the first, the orientation. But please, who is my man? You just see your manager. The manager is telling you, guys, I'm Buddhist. You know this and that. You just say, ah, I quit. <laughs> my brother, you find job. <laughs> Now, that does not preclude you from having unbelievers as employees, as colleagues at work, at school neighbor, at school, a schoolmate, classmate, classmate, assignment mate, because there's assignment mate, there's even project mate. <laughs> people you do projects together. As neighbors, people that live around you, as teachers, as even business mentors. However, our allies ought to be believers with whom we share the same belief or values. 
Now, so this does not stop you from say, from having them, but you will know these are just classmates. You have to define your relationship very well. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to learn to define your relationship very well. This is a classmate. This is a colleague. This is a co-worker. This is an assignment mate. Are you getting me? A business partner, a business mentor, my school mentor, assignment mentor, uh, work, work colleague. But when it comes to close confidence, those you open up your heart to, are you seeing the difference? They must be men of the same Christian experience with you. Those you say, this is my friend. This is my best friend. This is who I can call. This is who I spend time talking to a lot. You can go through my phone. 90% of conversations I have daily are conversations around the gospel. So if I wake up not feeling like praying, there is already a text waiting for me that will make me pray. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I was just watching the match a couple of minutes before I came here. Let me tell you. In the course of me watching the match, I ministered to the sick. A pastor friend of mine said, Man of God, I know if you speak a word right now, I'm in the prayer meeting, I quickly had to come and text you. I know if you speak a word right now, how my body will be healed. So quickly, quickly. I left my match. I quickly spoke a word. She got healed and I continued my match. <laughs> you need friends like that. You have to respond. Somebody that left a prayer meeting to quickly come and meet you because she believes you are the answer. You will not say, sorry, I'm waiting. For, I'm watching Mercy. mercy. God, God punish Mercy. At that point. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So, won't you be inspired? I was talking to my pastor after the Brazil match. And we're trying to discuss. He said, ah, bye-bye, I'm going for prayer rally. Ah! My brother and my sister. You hear your pastor telling you he's going for prayer rally. <laughs> Me, I, I just told myself, hey, God, how good. How will I do my own prayer rally? That's what I started planning. I just started planning it. He just said, we'll, we'll talk later, I'm going for prayer rally. Ah! As I saw the test like this, I look at the match. Look at, I was not thinking, did he watch the match? Did he not watch it? Probably he watched it because I saw his friends. I said, okay, maybe watch it, not drop his phone and go for prayer. I said, okay, I did not sing too much. <laughs> but as I was watching the messy match, I was thinking, my pastor is brave. What do you match? Is that not a good company? <laughs> you can see what I'm saying. You are. So, if you are trying to even want to, if you are trying to say today, I don't want to do, you don't say, well, well, please explain this text. I was just thinking about this text. They need to you not carry your Bible. In the process of, that's, let me tell you, let me, it's no, yes, I'm, your, I'm a pastor and I'm busy, but <laughs> it's not every day you used to feel like doing spiritual activity. How many of you know? It's not every day you used to wake up to pray. You, you are hungry to pray. You, that only comes on you like once in a blue moon. Ah, you are budding today. Ah, shagad, I must pray. It comes on you once in a blue moon. I say you want to deceive yourself. I don't even know what I'm talking about. It comes on you once in a blue moon. But you must keep people who inspire you. Because if you don't have that inspiration around you, I'm telling you, you can't last as a Christian. You can't. 
you are at the door of being backsliding. Imagine. I'm just telling, let, let me, okay, let me give you a breakdown of something. Let me just tell you what has happened on my phone between yesterday to this, this is 6.26 now. Yesterday to, I think, around 5. I can tell you all the conversations. So I woke up yesterday morning and I can tell you that there's no day I wake up and I don't get on red text message. I had a friend going for, yesterday was Thursday, going for a retreat. Telling me for the next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, she's going to be, be, she's going to be gone. So I can't reach her there. <laughs> My brother and sister, if you wake up to that kind of text message, you don't be wondering, ha, why am I not retreating? Abby, another one came. Man of God, man of God, ha, we have to pray this, this Muslim um, issue. This or that or that. How do we undo it? I sent, he sent me a video. See now, ha, you two, you now be, won't you catch body? You will wake up and want to pray. That is friends. You want to check a WhatsApp status. No WhatsApp status of somebody. Imagine all the WhatsApp status you are checking. One day. All the people that is on your phone are people that say, Oh, you are supporting law. He's gone. <laughs> That's all you are seeing on your WhatsApp status. You flip, 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 flip. Nothing edifying. There's this post, there's this statement I've been saying for, for a while. I say, I say, Auntie Peter. Auntie Peter, uh, Auntie Peter comes knocking. We won't stop praying. I saw it on a WhatsApp status. As I saw it like this, I dropped my phone. I just knelt down a bit. I just tried to pray. That thing just touched me. Super is a pastor friend. Supernatural relationships. On my Twitter, everything is people are in a camp meeting, people are in a church, different programs are going on. So different people are putting spinets. So you're even wondering why are you not holding program? If you are if you are not led by the spirit, you're wondering, God, why, should, why did I not hold program this weekend? And that is it. So tell me how I will not be stirred up to pray. Tell me how I will not be stirred up to want to study. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, this is even beside church members now who will still ask you, Pastor, oh yeah, what do you think about this question? And you'll be thinking, ah, I don't, let me just pray in tongues. Now, I'm telling you, now let's look at today. I just told you yesterday. Let's look at today. Today, I was doing my own activities. I've been up because I had to fly down here. I've been up since early in the morning, like 34. I've been up. That 34, my phone was already full with text message as usual. Checked it. One of the text messages, ah, man of God, man of God. As I was praying yesterday, the Lord was sharing this to your church. Ah, eh? The Lord is speaking to somebody about my church. As I did not know. So what's it? She shared with me. This other. Okay, let's go. I spoke to um, certain persons too. What else again? I was just reading stuff on my WhatsApp, reading stuff, going to Facebook, reading stuff. I am surrounded with that company, and I don't intend to leave. I, am in I intend to surround myself more. But if on your WhatsApp. Your Facebook, I'm sure if I put on my phone now, it's going to be another 
it will start from ah mercy lost to ah man of God. We we've not done turns through. It should be a coming December. Let's 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 fix a date for turns through. I will block you though. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. But that is how it is. So if you are even planning to say, oh, don't sleep, don't sleep, don't sleep, you wake up. <laughs> you wake up. But the people you are talking to every day, they don't even, once you even say prayer, I beg, I beg, I beg. Don't disturb me, Joe. You say church. Is it not that bro, Abraham, that dark boy, that Chelsea boy? I beg. They see your text message, they bounce it. Ah. Influence. And we are in this day. Like I'm saying by the Spirit of God, I'm telling you what the devil is trying to do. Let me tell you. God prepares us ahead. That is the essence of this teaching. He prepares us ahead and aids us against the enemy. So that he that has a year, like the scripture will say, let him hear. You have to do a relationship check. Who are those you are opening up to? You are always texting. You are always talking to. If they are not men who can inspire you for God, you are setting yourself on a trap. And it's going to backfire. You just find yourself literally cold. You can't pray. You can't study the word anymore. You can't listen to messages. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible made us to that worth fellowship because an unbeliever cannot inspire a believer. <laughs> an unbeliever can only inspire you to do business. That's the things of the world. An unbeliever can inspire you to, to light chills. That is rain. <laughs> an unbeliever can inspire you to, do, to, to pass your exam. But an unbeliever those who are not, let's bring it home. Let's just, let's, let's, we've said unbeliever. Let's look at unserious Christians because they are Christians and they are also unserious. An unserious Christian cannot inspire you to do God's will. See, and tell me, let me tell you the truth. Life is a bit selfish. You have to think for yourself first. You're telling the person, let's go to church. The person is giving you excuse. Let's pray the excuse. You say, let's pray for one hour, let's pray for two hours. Uh, they will ramble around it. See, let me tell you, I have some friends right now. If I want to practicalize it to you, I can. They might be sleeping, but if I wake up, I say, man of God, let's pray. That's it. I have a friend one day, told for me, she called me. I, I, I just finished service around 7. I'm just getting up like around 7. She just called me like 7.15. I'm trying to, and I've taught the whole day. This way, those, one of those services, if, if, you are, if you know us very well, we, we stay long on Sunday. Now, she just called me. She did not say anything. She said, man of God, let's pray. Ah! <laughs> that, that kind of call, you can't say, ah, can, can we wait? So I started grudgingly. You know when it says, and she did not mind. She did not care. mama, mama, mama. Uh, eh. I was so tired. I wanted her to know that I was tired so that she can say, Man of God, are you okay? 
She did not mind though. She was like, Procos, fuck up. I was like, ah, what has finished with I was like, it has finished with me. I was like, hey, you know this kind of thing, hey. Ah. Oh, she would have been able to do. You will drag it in the tossing. Ah. You will. In fact, I got to a point I was even silent. Just so that she say, is it network? I say, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is my sister, did not answer. I got silent for a while. So that it will look like network. I was just like, ah. It's the fact, it was when I got silent. Just, oh, crap, shop. Ah, ah. I was like, ah. <laughs> it must be a <laughs> Ah. But see, after I did it grudgingly, uh, for at least 10 20 minutes. I did not know when me started shouting. Oh! In fact, my own voice now became louder. That when she was saying hallelujah, amen, I couldn't stop. And then, oh, glory, glory. Yes, as she was even saying the hallelujah, amen, I was still praying. I was like, let's continue, let's continue. That's a friend. We better things out. I remember there was a day we wanted to pray 30 minutes. Just a couple of months ago, I think it's September. We just wanted to play 30 minutes. We told ourselves, it's 30 minutes. So that you can do what you want to do. Me too, I can do what I want to do. 30 minutes. <laughs> and you know, because you, you have already planned it says 30 minutes, your mind is already looking at, I don't even know what I'm doing. Your mind is already looking at the clock like, uh-uh. And those 30 minutes, sometimes it will be the longest kind of 30 minutes in life. That day, I don't think I was ready to pray. I grudgingly picked the phone. But because I have planned, I could not back out. So I just... At the 20 minute, 20th minute, I watched the time because I knew I would see this story one day. I just, I don't know why I watched the time. I just checked the time. I just said, hallelujah. She just shared one thing with me. Ah! As she shared it like this, I started crying. Two hours, we were not done. <laughs> Me that did not want to break. Two hours, I was still saying, <laughs> I was still crying. In fact, she, she was not the one grudgingly. Because I don't think she would stop. She would do sure. <laughs> Two hours, I was still sobbing. <laughs> she was, she was that one day, man of God, hallelujah, man of God. I mean, the time, she had to be the one to tell, you know the time, as she was saying, you know the time. <laughs> she said, I think we can just pray 10 minutes more. 10 minutes, we go, we wait for <laughs> That's a good friend. I don't even know that's a good friend. That's how we not have prayed. But you do all the kind of people you have with your contact list is alpha guy. Let's hang out. Hey, you know what happened to Judas? He hanged. <laughs> yeah, he about to go hang. <laughs> if that is all you have in your contact list, and those are the kind of people you are talking to, my brother and sister, <laughs> it's a trap. So, you have to do a what? A relationship check. Are you hear what I'm saying? See, I watch my relationships. 
Uh, and uh, we, 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 we have to do that. Because the more we do it, is the more... See, let me tell you. I'll tell you this. I, I, I tend to share this in other messages. And not this, but I will say, I just, it just came to me now and I'll say this. 90% of how you will fulfill God's plan for your life is true associations. See, without Barnabas, there will be no Paul. Without Ananias, there will be no one to lay hands on Paul. Without Paul, there will not have been a Timothy. Without Jesus, there will not have been a Peter. Without Elijah, there will not have been an Elisha. 90% of how you will fulfill God's plan in your life. Without a Moses, there will not have been a Joshua. It's true supernatural relationships. And let me tell you, the best way to also miss God's plan for your life is true relationships too. I'll share you a story, a personal story. I almost missed it in life. I almost. How? I believe God knew that this day I'll be preaching to you. That's why he did what he did. I had some group of friends. You know, those type of life where you live two-sided life, you have church people, you also have the people you can consult when you want to attempt the things of the world. I don't even know. I'm sure they are on your contact list. There are people that if you call now and say, Alpha guy, there's a party. They, you, they did not come to church, but they will go. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Those are dangerous people. <laughs> you, they, you tell them, tell them that same time, 8 p.m. is church. They tell you they don't have time. But tell them it's a party. While I they say, what's the dress code? Those are dangerous people. Now, I had those kind of people too. So I had the church people and I had those kind of people. So I was mingling two words together. Let me tell you, I almost, let me, th- let me th- it's, it's, it's like a car, all right? This is church. Church is left hand. Um, the other people are right hand. I was supposed to go this direction, but let me tell you, I was already here. I was about to enter the world. Influences. Association. Why do I like Olamide today? As a musician, this set of people. And it's, it has not changed after 11 years. This set, these people in my right hand, I remember the day Soji, my friend, told me, I'm going to delete all my worldly music and I will never listen to it. I look at him like this. <laughs> I remember that me and my friends want to go and listen to one album. I said, ah, <laughs> delete it. I'm not doing Do you know? It's just, in, it's just now. So this picking up to learn the latest music he is not current at all. He's ready to that trendy. He say, ah, this one is trendy at least. Let me just vibe. It does now people like us now we still have to do if we are fasting, we say, ah, let's stay away from this kind of source. Let's it does not it does not have that kind of problem. Because I remember 
He was using a techno phone. He deleted everything and said he will never listen to this again. All throughout he finished high school, till he finished university, he did not listen to songs like that. Why me? <laughs> I was buying hubbub like I would buy water. Because I was going with friends. That's the reason why, I'm saying this for the first time. That's the reason why I like Olamide till tomorrow. And it has, I don't know how to change it. Because those set of people, till today, too, they still like them. They still like Olamide. I see their tweets. I see their status. We, we tweet it together. Because I love him. But they influenced me. And it has not changed. So I was almost going this direction. Every mistake I made in life, I can tell you they were from this direction. Because the very best place to miss it is wrong influence. Should I tell you? I've told you before. Who helped me obey God's call in my life? Soji. Do you know the funniest thing? When, when I got to university, eh? should I shock you? Soji was in that same university. I did not go to Soji's house. He entered university before me. I did not go and live with him. I went with these people in the same campus. <laughs> I went to these people. Soji does not know what party means. Me, I went to party. I could not tell him. I was his pastor. You know when you want to do something bad, you won't be able to say things like that. I follow these gangs. But God, this is what I'm saying. It doesn't always happen. No. It doesn't always happen. God took me away. I'll share the other stories later. This one I said, it doesn't always happen. That God will just take somebody away. It doesn't always happen. That is where I would have missed it. Soji was in that same university. Soji was already a Bible study coordinator in fellowship. My friends don't go to church. And I followed those ones that did not go to church. Because see, you will know when you are making a mistake. You will. You will only kill it. You will know. I knew it. I knew it that I was making a mistake. I knew it. I've never been this. This thing I'm sharing with you, I've never shared this before. Even those in Rochester don't know what I'm saying. You will know it when you're making a mistake. But you will kill it. See? This is the guy who helped me. We did everything together. I got to university. I didn't even see him once except on, the sun, except on one Sunday service that I decided to attend church. I didn't even know where he lives till tomorrow in that place, in that campus. I didn't. I followed enjoyment. <laughs> I almost missed God's call for my life. If I had gone far, I wouldn't be standing here preaching to you today. Somebody else would probably be doing it. 
Who knows if I'm even a replacement to somebody else too? So 90% of how you will fulfill God's plan for your life is the right association. The reason you are listening to me today is because of an association. How did I know the gospel? How did I know the gospel? A friend of mine, how did I meet my pastor? A friend of mine. In fact, that friend does not even list, does not follow my pastor. But me, I do. Association. There's a meeting I'm going for next week. How did I start going for that meeting? Yes, my pastor holds that meeting and all of those things. My friend went in 2018 and told me, ah, man of God. That was his own first year. He said, ah, man of God, <laughs> you have to fly down. You can't be missing this kind of meeting. He said, listen to this message and tell me if you should be missing this kind of meeting. As I listened, I was in tears. You know what? I went to look for how I would get my passport. I knew I had to go. And guess what? It was in that same 2019, the Lord told me, pack your bag and go to New York. What if I did not go? What if my friend did not tell me? What if he didn't stay on my neck? Throughout that year, he kept asking me, have you done it? Have you done your passport? Have you done it? You have to come. You have to come. What if he did not tell me in 2018, December? I probably might not be a preacher today. Your friends, your influences matters. See, that is also how a bad friend will tell you to go and take a decision and you will take it and you will miss God's call. I beg you, hear what I'm saying and hear God. If there are relationship and friendship you have to drop at now, do it before it's too late. God Almighty, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, delivered me. But let me tell you, it doesn't always happen that way. I can tell you, mine was a divine intervention. So if you check your contacts, your friends, your status, your Instagram, nothing beneficial, nothing inspiring. Probably as the year progresses, 2023, I'm going, I think I'll, I think I'm going to be more active on social media so that if I thought you did not see post, you will see my own and be inspired. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm probably going to be very, I'm, I, I think I'm going to be more active on social media starting this coming year. I'll be posting things on Instagram, posting things on WhatsApp, posting things on Twitter and Facebook. And I think I'm going, I think it's something I want to be deliberate about. I've been trying to do it for the past two years, but I've just been dilly-dilly. But I think this is the right time. You have to surround yourself with the right associations. Bow your heads and pray. I want you to pray for yourself. Without all the associations you have, tell God that you don't want to go astray. Ah, you have to pray. Lift your voices. Lift your voices and let's pray. Lift your voices and pray. You will not fall into the wrong ends. You will not fall into the wrong ends. You will not fall into the snare of the devil, thinking they are friends. Lift your voice and pray for yourself.
with your voice and just let's pray. Let's let's just pray. Would somebody says, let's let's agree in prayer for one another. Would somebody says, let's let's agree in prayer for supernatural relationship, godly relationship. You can't hear this and your life will not remain the same. No. You can't hear this and 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 and, and not change. Let's let's just pray. Let's let's just pray.